0: gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages welcome to our part two of the star wars uh podcast now again i am joined uh with my two compatriots compadres hermanos Uh, i got steven and peyton here with me say hello 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 there hello hello there i see what you did there (laughs) <laughs> okay. So um yeah, today we're going to be talking a little bit more in the uh gaming sphere of Star Wars in comparison to the movie movies that we spoke about yesterday. Um so to start off, uh obviously we know the next Star Wars game is going to be Jedi Fallen Order. And um let's just talk about what we think how that how that's going to go and uh some, some maybe some predictions on, on uh, it's
1: six. I think uh, that, that oh, go ahead, Steven.
2: Yeah, uh, it's developed by Respawn Entertainment, so it has some pedigree already behind it. Um, some of the gameplay footage that was shown at E3 this year, I think we briefly discussed it on the podcast. Uh, but I was a bit sort of indifferent to it based on the combat and what section of, of the level that, that, that they showed, some of the Force abilities uh, actually looked pretty cool. How you, you could, like, um, pause the sort of the energy shots from the blaster of a Stormtrooper and then just basically, like, you know, Force push them into it, which was cool. Um, But in general, I actually read up recently that there was a behind closed doors demo. Uh, I think it was also at E3, but some of the critics that were invited were actually more favorable to the game than what was actually shown in the conference. Um, And so they kind of described Jedi Fallen Order more like a Metroidvania 3D title where you have a lot more exploration Uh, in terms of like a linear corridor design perspective where it's not open world. It's more just like you know, think of like an uncharted but more extensive instead of of going from point A to point B, there will be like divergences within that path that will lead you to other encounters and stuff to, you know, discover for yourself. And so I think that gives it from, from my perspective the benefit of the doubt so far. Um, But it's, I mean, I don't know. uh, It it takes place during Rogue One, right, Peyton? Uh, That time period, yeah. Yeah, correct. So um, I'm pretty mixed about it, but I'm willing to give it a chance with with how it will play out. But again, my main concern is whether or not the combat will live up to sort of... I mean, because as we know, Star Wars has so many games in its catalog um, and its history. And so to really figure out like what ideal combat system would, would really bring the gameplay formula to pristine condition it is really up in the air, in my opinion. I still feel no one has done it perfectly yet. Um, but yeah... That's sort of my opinion involving what I think Jedi
1: Fallen Order is currently at the moment.
0: I personally think, um, I mean, I think that when I watched that E3 footage, I didn't really look very good at all, personally. I mean, this is coming from someone who just, I think, had, you know gotten done playing God of War and a few other third person uh, type games and so you know God is pretty great with its combat um, but just to kind of look at what they're already offering i I'm slightly intrigued by possibly the story and a few other items um, that they have to talk about but i'm not I'm not quite sold on the idea of it. Have uh has Respawn ever done a third person game before? I'm trying to remember what kind of game what games they've created. They than, only make
2: uh, first person shooters The founders uh actually were the ones that were behind Infinity Ward, At right, it's right. Inception. They made Titanfall, Titanfall two, and Apex Legends. Yeah. So yeah. this is probably like a, a a separate spin-off group within Respawn that's making Jedi Fallen Order. Hmm. Um so this is really the first time they're doing a third-person action title of that caliber.
0: Yeah, and, and speaking on games that actually have pretty good, like, you know, um, third-person uh, style. Um,
3: and
1: the genre. Yeah, in, in the action genre. Uh,
0: but, like, also in the... Um, in the star wars family i mean i i personally enjoyed the combat that was in um the force unleashed and and i think that was you know i mean obviously it's that was more like hack and slash you know right very yeah non-methodical way of fighting but i think if they go kind of the way of um kind of the way of God of War with this one and kind of, you know, the different strategies to your fighting style. Uh, I think that will do really well in that department. Um, yeah, so, you know, uh,
4: the, the game is taking place, obviously. So Saul Guerrero is still alive, uh, you know. So it's definitely before Rogue One uh, during the Order 66. So we got that time frame for sure. Uh, I think, though, that for me, I was a little underwhelmed when I saw the E3 footage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it has potential, surely. And I, I like the direction they're going with the idea of creating a single-player Star Wars experience because we've been, we've been lacking in that. I think was, was the last single-player Star Wars experience uh, The Force Unleashed, maybe? Um, if so, it's been quite a minute since we've gotten to see a single player take on a Star Wars game. And I think it does have potential. It does give me some hope seeing uh, some people play some footage that or, you know, gameplay that we haven't been able to see. Mm-hmm. I think one of the the complaints I have, though, uh, is is the lack of realism. I think that. Uh, I, there there are instances in the Force and Leash where it gets a little bit uh, raw, but. For personally, I think that you should be able to have a setting to where you can turn on and off perhaps like dismemberment. I think that that adds a little bit of realism to that lightsaber feel combat. Mm-hmm. I, I, I desperately feel that that's an authentic part of wielding a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Uh, e- you know, even if we're still talking about you know, lightsaber uh, light side uh, user per se, even in lightsaber combat. But that's one of the big things that I kept thinking man man I would love to see some uh, raw gameplay some some graphic gameplay and I really wish they had uh, considered that as a setting I'm sure they probably won't but albeit it is fun to see a single player experience some back in Star
0: Wars versus a congested multiplayer that we've had over the past couple of years right and actually um, I can confirm the fact that they will not uh, be having dismemberment of yeah, any type right. in this game. Yeah, sounds about right. Speaking to that, has there ever been a Star Wars game with dismemberment,
4: though? It's like- well, uh, Jedi Academy, for sure. Yeah. yeah you you can yeah, you you dismember big time. Yep. And that gameplay was fun. And yeah. uh, that, that was a hell of a fun game to play.
0: Even like the uh, the computer multiplayer Modes you could kind of do, yeah, just jumping all around, swinging wild.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: It was great. It was great for its time, especially.
1: Yeah, and then uh, you know, I
4: I think uh, a lot of a lot of uh, real hardcore Star Wars fans had a problem with uh, Battlefront in a sense where it got so dependent on the leveling system, the unlocking system, and, of course, loot boxes that it kind of stole away from the the game itself.
0: And as you know, there's a lot of criticism by that already. Yeah. Which, which by accounts, I've heard the base game was actually pretty good. Like,
2: I've heard from, third, you know, secondhand accounts that they think it was vastly better than the... Reboot of the of the original
0: when it I came out two years earlier. I think that's the one he's talking about. I oh. think he's talking about Battlefront Two.
4: Well, I'm just mainly no. talking about EA's Battlefronts. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's yeah. that's what I meant. Like the microtransaction uh, controversy actually originated with Battlefront Two. Mm. Yeah, that was in the well, when that's when it, it definitely got hardcore. Yeah, yeah, it got really hardcore. really when EA was responding to Reddit comments, it got the most downvoted post in yeah.
4: history. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it was a like 100,000 plus. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. How
0: about how hard can you beat?
4: Well, it? It's <laughs> even funnier because every time an EA tech or whoever was, you know, their social media person on Reddit, every time they'd
0: post, it just got downloaded into oblivion. <laughs> they got, dug, I ho- They dug a hole so deep that they got Sent to space. (laughs) Seriously, though,
4: the point—it's such a robbing thing to take uh, a big franchise fandom and make it unfair to other players, strictly, you know, concerning money. And you know, they had problems in in uh, European countries, like Belgium, said, "No, this is gambling, and to children involved, obviously." This is uh, illegal. And I I don't I I, I wish that was never a a thing. Make make an authentic leveling system. Make it really worth it. Unlocking your uh, your awesome abilities or your player, your characters rather. But. You know, the skins, for example, cosmetics. Oh, yeah. Have at it. Do whatever you want. If people want to pay to look cooler, that's that's fine. Uh, as far as like in-game, you know, uh, abilities, stuff like that, I
2: feel like and that should just be off the off the grid. Yeah, that's like one principle of mine. Where it's like, if it changes the core gameplay or gives you the upper hand in, in any way, right. then right. that's a big no for me.
4: I, I feel, I feel especially that Disney should reconsider the EA contract. I, I I know that in the beginning when they bought bought it out and they gave it to EA, they thought, yeah, EA's got our best interests in mind. They're a high, uh, highly credited gaming uh, publisher. Um, but as we've seen throughout the years, yeah, they they make some really beautiful games. But I don't think that they are everlasting games. They're no. games that you you play for a couple of months, maybe a year at best. And maybe the hardcore gamers play it for even longer. But there's plenty of other Star Wars games where you played again and again and again. And years later, you came back to it and said, yeah, I need another taste of that again. <laughs> and it doesn't have to yeah. be just Star Wars. It could be any other uh, publisher.
0: Yeah. I have so, an idea. Okay. Each of us has to think of a publisher um, that should re- be should replace EA. I already, I already have mine. I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, so I'll say mine, and then I'll say why, and then while well, you guys think of yours. Okay. Um, I pers- a if there's, well, a developer, 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 okay, developer, developer. Dev- developer. Okay. So, I think. That CD Projekt Red would be a fantastic idea to give the Star Wars uh, titles over to. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever. I know Steven has played The Witcher. Oh yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Um, uh, yeah, I have also played The Witcher, and I think that uh, CD Projekt Red would kill it in the in the in the storytelling department uh, when it comes to like anything Star Wars um, and also probably with the combat they would also kill it and and, and now hopefully with Cyberpunk um, they're going to really make their way into the uh, you know the sci-fi Science fiction and and if uh, Disney is smart maybe they'll give it over to them or or um, I could also see as a close second giving it to well, I would I
1: say... Would, I, would I would say Bethesda, say but...
0: <laughs> that's just your fandom talking. That's my Elder Scrolls fan and Fallout oh, fan talking, God. and not including Fallout, 76% off. <clears throat> um, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's an idea. What's well,
4: that guy that hypes it all up every time? That chief uh, executive in Bethesda? Um, Todd Howard Todd Todd Howard that's right (laughs) I would love to see that guy coming out getting pumped about Star Wars I'm not gonna lie yeah guys he would he would make me believe it
2: (laughs) I I don't see him as much of a hype guy kind of just feels like that snake oils man that tries to sell you an impossible dream Uh,
4: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think for me uh if if I in a dream world I, I would choose pre EA uh uh Bioware um talk about
3: <laughs> sure. I would love for Bioware to go Yeah back I would um. love for Bioware to
4: go drowning back I think that uh pre EA Bioware, not under the constraints of their uh shackles, I think they would be a great dev to make another Star Wars game i I do have to agree with you though c d. project Red making a Star Wars game? Oh yeah, I'm about that life that'd be a. That'd be fantastic. Solid
0: first-person lightsaber battle. Imagine that shit. That'd be that'd be a fantastic idea. Rivals the uh rivals the goddamn um Star Wars cool. game with you go to the arcade and there'd be that, you know, joystick, and you'd have lightsaber battles. <laughs> Man, the arcade, I was all about that pod racing. Yeah. Um uh, so, so not to be a, be a asshole, but uh let's kind of focus our uh <laughs> our discussion kind of back to um some other games in the uh star wars um franchise that we've you know come out as late so we've talked about kind of you know battlefront 2 and all that kind of stuff i mean where where do you see if this bombs if if for some reason fallen order just sucks what do we where do we see the future of star wars going do you think disney's just like fuck it we got all the money let them keep it or do we see like okay that's enough little child time to give it up plenty of money oh, to, to oh, be also, made. hold up oh, oh. sorry steven didn't get to say his i apologize no, steven d- d- no that's d- fine.
2: D- i'm saving this for later
0: what <laughs> what do you mean yeah, I'm no, you, get to, later. you get you get to say who who, who replaces. No, it's called good. I'm saying. Oh, 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 okay. Ghost okay. Ghost. okay. Well, yes. So, um any other thoughts in regards to the past of Star Wars? Uh,
1: um well Star Wars has had a somewhat golden era
2: before and I don't think it's, you know, unlikely that it will happen again. So I would just say if Jedi Fallen Order sells like below 2 million copies, and Disney's just like, okay, it seems like we're just having a curse with Electronic Arts, even if it was a byproduct of like, well, they are the ones with the more resources, uh, staff, um, and you know, development studios to handle. A franchise like Star Wars on a you know multi-tier level then if they are able to swallow their pride and go with someone who is more authentic in their approach to you know crafting smaller budget titles but in return we get something that is more you know uh, appealing to the hardcore audience then Disney should definitely go with a different publisher at the very least um, or offsource source their uh, development duties to smaller studios uh, without a big publisher agreement. But again, that's that's really dependent on how Jedi Fallen performs. Uh, I think it will sell well enough to where they'll still be in cahoots with Electronic Arts. Um, but we'll just
0: see. All right. Well, I think we should uh, move on to what I think you guys will find very enjoyable. So we are going to now, from five to number one, list our top five Star Wars games of all time. And some of us here will have a few cop-out. I mean, um, honorable mentions. Um, so, we'll just Damn. go ahead and do that. Uh, which one of which do you, either of you want to start or would you like me to start? Yeah, you, go oh, ahead. you could start. Alright, I'm going to start. Alright. And wait, 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 Oscar wait, wait, wait. goes to. Do what? you have
2: any runner-ups?
0: You mean cop-outs? Sure. I thought that was the honorable
2: mentions. Sure. Because um, I, I don't. I personally <laughs> do not. Okay, so, so maybe we should start with Peyton.
0: Oh, okay, uh, yeah, sir, sure. I'm trying to find Mr. one Kompat. of them.
4: Actually, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to find one of them to, to, come, back to just, me, come back to me. Okay,
0: fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start because I do have a few. I do have one honorable mention. Okay, okay. Fine. There, um, so, uh,
1: in my number five,
0: five. spot... I'm gonna describe the game and then I'm gonna let you know what it is. So I have a soft spot for this game, um, mainly because in the times when I was not allowed to play Mortal Kombat, and this is like before Mortal Kombat got like, you know, really good, you know, ports to the uh consoles, I would play um this game because it actually had a a mode in it where you could, you know, kind of have a, a duel between to um to Two. jedi or one sith or what have you uh and it actually you know i enjoyed the single player mode for it as well because it kind of you know went around the story of uh, the movie it represented so my number 5 spot goes to star wars revenge of the sith um I, I I don't know if you guys have played this game. Have you, either of you? That's yep. a sin to even uh, I think of asking. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I, I love this game. Revenge of the Sith, uh, I will go. Uh, and and the cool thing about it was like you could really like you know there's there's a skill tree inside of it, and you could really like at certain points, Anakin can get Force Lightning, and it makes him really badass and he could kick ass really well and it makes it highly enjoyable to just, you know, slaughter other people. And I think at some point in the game you're killing uh Jedi. And I I think personally it's a great um compliment to the to the film because it takes part parts of the film that you may not have where they cut away from where he you know Anakin's on Mustafar killing all these people and you get to actually kill all the people inside the thing and it's it's highly enjoyable. And then, yeah, And the alternate ending. Yes, and the alternate yeah. ending where um, Anakin wins and then he kills the emperor. It's fucking oh, it's bad badass. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that gets my number five spot. I'm actually thinking about, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and then we'll also my honorable mentions at the end after I get to number one. So, it was kind of hard for me to choose a few of these spots so just they are going to have you numbered but in my mind they're kind of liquid they could float between you know one spot or the next not like multiple spots
2: should we take turns with our sure placements yes yes (laughs) okay i I found my honorable mentions (laughs) oh my god was like 30
0: games. Uh, it says number one spot. And I, I do or... have I do have
4: five honorable mentions. So I cheated and I made ten.
0: Jesus Christ. Yeah.
4: OK, I mean, there's, there's um, so many good ones. OK, uh, I say go through your your. The bottom five of that list. Uh, I mean, just... I was just going to mention by name. I wasn't going to go into detail about them. No, no, I know. But no. like, you oh, know, hold on. we're all saying our uh, our honorable right. Yes, or last or last or We're doing or our honorable, honorable Missions mission. last. Okay. Number 5 right now. Number 5 yeah, right number now. So, five. all right. Steve, you want to go for okay. it? Okay. I'll go for it. This was I think yeah, this was
2: actually one one of the first Star Wars games I've ever played. Therefore, it holds a special place in my heart. Star Wars Obi-Wan for the original Xbox. Ooh.
0: Solid. Solid. Ooh. I was going to
2: say that. Yeah. This game was um I just still remember like playing through it, having seen episode one in theaters and just being enthralled by being able to play as my second favorite character in the movie. <laughs> um, Qui-Gon Jinn being my favorite. Um, and so it was sort of like just the combat itself. While the the lightsaber combat was a bit wonky, it was just you tilting with the right stick and just like, you know, like left, right, left, right, or, you know, uh the force abilities that you were able to acquire and then improve over time as you traverse through like the different missions and surprisingly that game had like a lot more open space than one would anticipate from a single player title of, yeah. of, of that caliber like i still remember uh being in in corazon and being in like that skyscraper area where it's under construction and then just going down and killing the droids um it has uh, a bunch of like cutscenes, some from the movie, but also it it was basically its own side story from the perspective of Obi-Wan. And I thought back then I was like, wow, this is fucking awesome. It's like I'm I'm kind of peering into his perspective from a different angle. And basically when he was missing in the the actual movie um and so i thought that was pretty cool and then obviously at the end when you fight darth Maul, that was iconic to say the least
1: um and yeah so that would be my number five
4: okay my turn yep number five all number right five. my number five is also one of the first star wars games i've ever played uh star wars demolition for the playstation one I don't think I've ever heard of this game. Oh, my goodness. What a fantastic game that one was. So the premise of this game was you were selecting a hero and their ship and you were duking it out for the, uh, I guess, audience being maybe the hut cartel. But there was a wide variety of uh, characters and their uh, vehicles. And in, after you got... Uh, To certain levels in the game, you could unlock uh, some hidden characters like Darth Maul. Um, But the absolute fucking carnage in this game was so ridiculously fun. You could literally crash the game from 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 the sheer amount of uh, of uh, frames that could be uh, unleashed on each other. It was it was ridiculous, but I'll never forget just waking up on a morning and spending hours playing this game as a kid. Such a fantastic game. I I recently tried to do an emulator and play it. It didn't work out too well. So if you have a PlayStation 2 with backwards compatibility and you see this game, it's totally worth a try. You straight up just grab a character, grab his vehicle with it. Kind of like Twisted Metal. Yeah, exactly like Twisted Metal, actually. And it's... Hilariously fun because it's Star Wars. Um, not there's not really a story to this game. It's all about literally destroying your enemy, and it was a great. It was a great game. I loved it. Sorry, you could play C3PO. Well, I Is mean, thing? If, <laughs> if you want to die, <laughs> can't remembered. I think. I think one of my favorite uh, vehicles to play
1: was the eight. What was it? See, I forgot the character's name. I'll look it up, though. You go ahead to your number four.
0: Alrighty, my number four, um, this is. uh, I spent far too much time playing this game just to unlock all the characters far too much time trying to find all the secrets. Far too much time killing my friends in this game. Even if we're not even playing the actual game, we're just in the you know, the lobby. Uh, And the lobby in itself is
1: actually dependent on which game you're playing.
0: This game has so much game in it it actually has six separate games in it. I speak of the one, the only Lego Star Wars, the complete saga, which has one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, I friggin' love this game. Um, Just spent so many hours playing it. And I think it actually should somewhat. I, this is why I fucking hate this five list, but I wanted to keep it till, you know, about five. Um, I just think it, it, it's such a great game, and you s- spent so many hours playing it that it's insane. I mean, shit, you could play as the Emperor, Jar Jar Binks. You could put, well, I hate Jar Jar, uh, but you could play as like, you know, oh, random you side characters. <laughs> uh, You could play as like, I just, I can't even list. I have to look up the list, but I love this game. I mean bear with me here. You can literally play as a droid. Yeah, you can play as a droid. You can play as the Emperor, you can play as Darth Maul, you can play as you could play as Count Dooku, you can play as Obi-Wan. You can play as diff- like I think 3 to 4 different Obi-Wans. You can play as um two emperors, you can play as and I think like certain cutscenes would change depending on who you played as, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong there. Um, but like, it's just out of this world. Uh, you could play as Bib Fortuna. You could play as, which is the, um, like the yeah, Twi'lek yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. Yep. I think he's Twi'lek um, yeah. in, in Jabba's Palace. Like, Grievous. Was like the number one badass because he just had all these fucking lightsabers. It, you could play as Leia, and you could play him cross like you could play as Leia in Episode One, or you could bring you know Grievous into Return of the Jedi. Like, there's it's just crazy, absolute nuts. So that's why
1: he deserves my number four spot.
3: Yeah, Steven.
2: in in general, I just to briefly touch on on that game. Um, I played the demo for the, on the 360 and I really enjoyed my time with. it. And I'm glad that the perception of it being like just for kids has sort of died off in general. Oh, that game is a wholesome experience, no
4: doubt. Yeah, it's a wholesome. Experience. It's a really it's, fun. It's a really fun time. Even yeah. even the silent narration of it is really good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, it's, it's actually funny.
2: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right. My number four slot. With a little bit of a twist. Star Wars Battlefront 2, the 2004 variant. However, I'm not talking about the console version. I'm talking about the PlayStation Portable version. because mm. That's the only version I played. Mm, OK, I briefly played the console version for a few matches. But one of the main reasons why I got a PlayStation Portable when I was uh, a child was because I wanted that fucking game and play wherever I fucking wanted. And just the scope of the game, while wow. I do believe they had to make some con- concessions with some of the features, like, you know, uh, reduced player count, uh, among other things. The fact that they still it allowed you to do the space battles, among other things, uh, it was just fucking like, I was blown away just playing it on that small screen. Like, what the fuck? And I think, to be fair, um, I think that would be the only reason why I put it on this list. But again, back in the day, it was just such an eye opening moment for me in terms of like what a portable can, you know, crunch out, you know, if developed properly. And I still
1: think back to that and like, yeah, that was my favorite version of Battlefront 2 uh, by far.
4: Is it me? Yep. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, just to go back for demolition. I figured out the character I used to play as the most was. I think his name pronounced Quagga. He command, commandeered the uh, A.A.T., which is uh, that Trade Federation uh, tank that you see in a Phantom Menace a lot. Oh uh, yeah, because it just had a really uber fucking uh, main attack. Um, my number four, though, is Star Wars Jedi Knight Two Jedi Outcast. outcast? Uh, mm-hmm. I think that game really, really was probably pioneering for its time because in Star Wars, entirely introducing Kyle Katarn uh, in a greater light in the gaming world. Uh, I think that might be the only occurrence we see him in the gaming uh, world after since uh, then, at least. But the fact that you could and you could do this in Jedi Knight 1, but they really touch down in Jedi Knight 2. The light side and dark side powers. Kyle's struggle with both. Uh, with the light side and dark side. The the lightsaber combat story. It's it's a fantastic ride. I don't want to spoil any of that. Um, there's a lot of EU behind Kyle, Kyle's character as well. But I think that that was one of the most iconic lightsaber (laughs) memories as a kid. Uh, You we already touched out on it earlier, but, you know, you could swing wildly, cut off arms and stuff like that. Uh, And and it was just awesome. It was just a really fucking fun game. Uh, But I think that it was cool where you could customize what kind of force abilities you wanted to use, you know, Anyway, am I going a light side route here? Am I going a dark side route here? What, what force powers do I want to use? And that's one of the very early instances where we have an option of doing that, especially with a story. Um, but that would be my number four for sure.
1: All right.
0: Um, Sorry, I was just looking up some uh, things for one of my games that's on Honorable Mention to see if I wanted to switch it, but I'm not going to. Um, So, yeah, my number three uh, is a game I heard about, and I was like, I'm not sure if I want to play that type of game because I'm not sure if I have, you know, it seems a bit expensive, and I'm not sure if I want to play it. Then I got suckered into it by a group of ragtag uh, rebels or maybe Sith for that matter Um, and I enjoyed the bloody hell out of it Now I'm not sure if it deserves to be this low on the list I've contemplated moving it up but c'est la vie the old republic MMO MMO Uh this thing was fucking fun for well for the time I played it um and I enjoyed playing it with these two gentlemen here i uh, I think I started off as a sith d p s yeah. build in it, and i and sith I warrior was, right sith warrior yeah, yeah and ironically, yeah. I was a light side sith warrior um <laughs> sin. <laughs> Dude, playing as a as
2: a light side Sith Inquisitor was fucking awesome. That's all I'm gonna
0: say. Yeah, um, I so, I enjoyed playing as a Sith warrior, and like the gameplay changed depending on what. It kind of took the. Um, the Bioshock, not Bioshock, the Bioware, your typical Bioware approach of actually having an MMO that has fully voiced cast and having an MMO where your decisions change, you know, kind of like um, Mass Effect, kind of like, you know, you could take a light side or the Renegade or Paragon route and. And <laughs> and I really have and fun.
1: Time. And,
0: and not to kind of changes a bit. And a bit. And and uh, times when we would be on Coruscant, no, um, Tatooine, and we'd be out in the dunes. And all of a sudden, you know, this is like the first planet where it's like open warfare. You can get screwed over by a bunch of Jedi. Or you can, if you're playing Jedi, you can get screwed over by a bunch of Sith or what have you. And you'd get out there and you'd see this high level guy coming up on you, and you're like, oh no. And it's, the game was huge. Yeah, it was could, huge. It was, it was great, and
1: I
3: loved it. So that's why it deserves my number three spot. Good, so, Stephen
1: My third slot was also developed by Bioware Knights of the Old Republic, the first one.
2: Uh, I re- still recall going to Target thinking, man, I feel like King's Star Wars game. And then just seeing the cover of it. And I was just like, man, this looks like a fucking awesome action game. I'm going to go pick it up. <laughs> it's crazy
4: because I bought mine from
2: Target too. <laughs> <laughs> so wild. Okay. Yeah, dude. Um, and then I was like, okay, cool. I can't wait to swing my lightsaber. Uh, what? Well, what kind of game is this? I have to push a button and then I have to wait for like for it to appear on like the list of chain of sequences. And it's more of a role-playing game? What the fuck? <laughs> the little bit I know was that was the inception of my level throw with Bioware. And sort of like their template for bringing dialogue-driven choices that affect narrative consequences even if some of the aspects that they use are superficial on some some level but back in the day i was just like enthralled by it and i was like wow this was so much more than i initially anticipated the which again i it's been a while so fuck it so the the reveal of uh, of Reven was and then the ending, and then tied with a, a, a good villain in Darth Malak, the planets that, that you explore, um, Dantooine, like, just yes. sort of recapturing that magic of, of like, being the, the, the chosen one, and sort of reclaiming the light side
1: in you, or if you were to go dark side, too. Um, and just, like, the
2: person, the sort of choice that that they give you to sort of customize your journey, in, in some regard, was just fucking. I was just like, wow, that's fucking
1: awe inspiring, um, and that's why it's in my third slot. My turn. Yep,
4: my third is uh, a sibling of Steve's third. A. Nice to the old Republic, 2. OK, I. Chose this one as my third because. Personally, uh, this game had a really resounding effect on me. I think that uh, the, I think that this game really nails. One thing that's important about Star Wars is it, it took the it took the player and it made the player think. No matter what I choose, light or dark. There, there is. There is a duality in place and there is a futility there involved. No matter if I choose light, it's not exactly a good thing. No matter if I choose dark, still not a great thing. There's there's a deconstruction that this game presents to the uh, player and it challenges them to actually Think more about the choices they make, even if they want to think, you know, I want to be a hero, I want to be a good guy. Well, that Mm -hmm. has repercussions if you want to be a dark side user. If I want to actually let power, you know, be my motive. Well, that also has uh, repercussions. And I think that the uh, transcendence above that duality is what made the story of this game so special. So uh, I really encourage anybody to play it. It Steve already kind of nailed a little bit of the highlights of what this game is and, uh, just from the predecessor as it is. Uh, it's you know, it is a role playing game. It's it's a more strategic game in a way. You know, you don't just hack and slash or shoot like a first person shooter. It's a RPG uh, third, third, um, third person view, but I think the story of this game is really gripping and I think it's special because what we touched on before with The Last Jedi, I think that the Knights of Republic two is in a sense a cousin of what was going on in that movie. It's a deconstruction challenging the audience to view Star Wars in a different light. And when you successfully accomplish that, like Knights of Republic two does, it can really have an effect on the on the uh, audience, and that's why I chose it as my number three.
0: Well, I wish I could put those two on my list. Um, I just don't have enough experience to do to do though to do so, but I guess that gives us a little bit of a, another look at at what influences me with with Star Wars now um I will say this next game, uh, my number two game is a game that I spent various amount of hours um, playing, but not really playing the story. I did play the story sparingly, but I really just spent a lot of time playing it over at my friend's house and enjoying kind of like the couch um, multiplayer kind of game play. I don't exactly remember how I played it multiplayer, but we uh, we had a good time and It goes to Jedi Academy. Um, Jedi Academy. I just, I got so so many goddamn hours playing that game and just, you know, like you could dismember people in it as we spoke about earlier. (laughs) And you could like, there's a pretty damn good story in it and there's familiar faces. You get Luke, you get um, what other characters were in that along with Luke. Is that it? I, I think I think he was the uh, the classic. Character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think wasn't there a bounty hunter that's in it as well? I swear, oh, it's I been a long the, time. Yeah, I remember the last. Just when they had Boba Fett in it, and like they had no, like Red dying. I don't know if they had uh, Boba Fett, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely I really love that game and. It just has a lot of nostalgia for me, so that's why it gets my number two spot.
4: It also featured the double blade lightsaber. You
0: yes, could
4: that. you could use yes, that. Yes, that's right. You could straight up have a double blade lightsaber. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah, what a badass game. That's fun uh, one. And like the missions, that's right. Like, um, there's a mission where I think your 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 thing your uh, your ship crashes on a sand sandy. Um, Like a sandy type of thing, and then you get to do like a uh, what's the fucking like a tremors? Yeah, it's like tremors, and there's like this thing under the the sand that's gonna come and kill you. It's like what the fuck?
4: You know, you know, we both mentioned the same series, and we neglected even mention the multiplayer that you you could play multiplayer, and that shit was just fun.
0: Yeah, Uh, that's what I was just talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah like the multiplayer is fucking great I don't think it was online multiplayer was it? No it, it was, oh, it was couch.
4: That you could play online but I, yeah. I only played LAN yeah LAN was or how I played the, as well, well you know with PC com- or CPU right CPU, or, or, or computer, so
0: um, but yeah, um, yeah that's in short why that's my favorite good sir Stephen
2: my second, second slot goes to JLA Night 2 July Outcast for the reasons that you <laughs> previously stated. Because guess what? I actually never completed the single player. Yeah, I, I never made
0: a single player for Jedi Academy either.
2: I actually got stuck at the uh, at the very end when you're chasing after um the main villain in the Jedi. Temple. Oh, really? I got stuck either because the game was glitched or because I was too dumb to fucking no, what was, the fuck. No, the
4: game to do. There were there were some bugs, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um,
2: Especially when he went through like the wall and it was like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Is it an illusion? Is it not? And then there's like three different hallways and you have to like figure out what to do. But I, I honestly couldn't. And so I never completed I never. that game, but. I just recall spending so much time playing with my cousin, just the multiplayer 1v1. All right, we're going to go uh, <laughs> door in fucking best. Kill each other. Yeah, just fucking kill each other. Force push each other off. That was like the easiest way. (laughs) Like I don't know. Like that multiplayer, the lightsaber combat, every facet of that game in terms of how it plays the flow of the combat, what
1: abilities you could potentially use to your advantage.
3: I mean
2: That will always stick in my mind before the whole internet connection is breaking down, sir. Real stuff. Wait, it is? It was, but no. We're all good. We're back. We're good. So, yeah. So, my second is definitely Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast. For the multiplayer,
4: primarily. Yeah, fantastic game. My number two would have to be Star Wars Battlefront 2, 2004. I similarly rank this as my number two because of the multiplayer. My goodness, the land battles I used to have in this with with friends, just all of us getting involved that that was a game that just had endless replayability for me. Uh, It didn't matter how much I knew the maps. It didn't know it didn't matter how much I knew the the uh, character class I was playing. I just enjoyed that game so hardcore. I think that whenever Battlefront was rebooted, I had a lot of uh, sentimental value, um, possibly even hoping that it was going to be almost a reskin with the DICE engine from the original Battlefront series. And, you know, they, they did a lot of things right, but... I still hold the original Battlefront series over as and superior for its time to the uh, current EA series, and I I have a really like deep hope that EA will will learn a lot from uh, why that was so successful back in the day because I mean I I could play that game endlessly and I. And, and with friends, especially in multiplayer, I mean, come on! You had the space battles, you had all the game modes. It was just, it was just a load of fun, and that's why I
0: ranked it my number two. Well, gentlemen, you'll be interested to see where my number one lies, huh? Uh oh. Um, <laughs>
1: some people might call this controversial. I think the one game that deserves number 1 um is a game that's already been stated here tonight uh
0: and it kind of sucks that I have to follow suit with a gentleman who just mentioned that game. I'm just kidding. It's not controversial at all. It's Star Wars Battlefront 2. <laughs> we all have it on our list. I put it as number one. Uh, I follow your exact, uh, pretty much your exact same sentiment. Um, just playing, it was the first one where you got to play as like the heroes, right? You didn't get to play that. As the heroes, oh in yeah, first, even the heroes versus uh, villains too, right? First right. Game. Yeah, yep. So you could play as the emperor, right? You could play as Yoda, you could play as Obi Wan. I think mm-hmm. both of them, right? The old and the young, Um and just like it, it's it was the true battlefront before it got the battlefield treatment. It was just something of beauty that you could just you know just grab and play and you know it had the ticket system come similar to Battlefront or Battlefield Let's see goddamn uh Battlefield at the time but uh yeah it's overall amazing game and you could play as a Bothan spy in the game which is I <laughs>
3: think first as well but to you know in disposable to
0: like i think you put it the guys like as the first game was over oh, oh, like the boss encounters could be you know, like you, other types of um you know like just playing the uh the standard you know soldier um but yeah i i highly enjoy that game and being able to just wreck houses the jedi or whatever uh hero you're playing as is just fucking amazing <laughs> And it brings and nostalgia hearts. to my heart. You know, the one I don't have. <laughs> um,
2: all right, Steven. All right, so my number one is Connect Star Wars.
4: Oh, my
1: I'm leaving. this because, mostly because of the hands. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. You know,
0: this I'm, podcast. To I'm out. If you, uh, you know, I would have uh, given it. So you If you would have said uh, the the Clone Wars game um, from the cartoon. I p- tried playing that shit, and that is vomit, <laughs> vomit on a stick. But go ahead.
1: Yeah. Connect Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Is it my I'm turn serious. then? Are, are you done? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Go no, it's just funny because like, you know,
0: <laughs> you're fucking joking. Five,
4: five through two, five, number five through two, you gave like a really good, you know, explanation for it. You're like, nope, nope. And that fucking these,
2: song. That song the... will stay with me too till the day What's I fucking song? die.
4: All right. I'm, I'm
0: okay. Han Solo. That, that's
2: that's as simple right. as that.
0: Right. What, the then? Just Dance?
1: If that's yeah. your it's, number it's one. That's where you then.
2: dance with the Kinect camera and... You have all the characters dancing. Steve, like, you Steve like, fuck, like Steve must be fucking kidding. Steve
0: you, has no, like kind of like things. You're sick. fucking with me. No, it's fucking <laughs> it with us. not
2: one song. It's stuck in no, my head to this. No, day. I can't no you're fucking right. with
0: me. You <laughs> must be fucking
2: No, I'm not. I'm not. Seriously. That's my number one. <laughs> yeah. I am dead serious. Ever, ever, it's ever, funny because that's not even what? in my
3: honorable.
0: You're joking. You're joking. You're fucking joking. You're fucking with us. All
4: right, so uh, well,
0: seriously, what's your number one? No, seriously, Steve, what's your number? You serious? I'm, I, you've got to be fucking kidding me.
2: I am fucking dead
1: serious. I'm.
2: You must be joking. Sir. <laughs> no, no, sir, you're not allowed to come through the. Oh my. God. Okay. Ah, fine. If I had to pick a, a different number one, it would be. Knights of the old republic. No,
0: no, no, no. This has to be your number one. You gotta be fucking kidding me. That Are you serious? Number
2: one. I don't think song. I've heard
4: this
0: stupid song in my uh, life.
4: I, I saw I saw that coming too. Yes. I was like, he's gonna say KOTOR two. He's gonna say god. KOTOR two.
0: And this is why, ladies and gentlemen, we don't allow Tetris to win the number one song. It spot is two that we're talking about, right? Yeah, the the yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my god.
4: But there's a difference though because he didn't put Kotor 2 on the top five. You just, just okay.
0: okay. Fuck you, Steven. All right. Ben, <laughs> what's your number one?
4: Uh, so it seems like uh, I think if I, had, if I had it right, Steve and I had the uh hmm. the uh swap switcheroo for number one and three. My number one is Knights of the Republic One. Um, Steve's already got into a little bit death about it. Obviously, I feel like this game added a lot of authentic flavor to the Star Wars universe, and I mean, let us not forget, uh, Revan created the Rule of Two, and that created its own like branch of Star Wars that kind of resonates until we see uh, the films. You know, specifically the uh, Palpatine saga or, well, I guess the Skywalker <laughs> saga, but you know what I mean. So um, as far as the dark side goes, the world too uh, Carby Shin, great writer. He did an amazing job uh, to create the Darth Bane series. Much of what we know about Darth Bane in far, as far as EU goes. I won't talk much about the. Uh, Canon we've seen in rebel, I think it's rebels or cores. Uh, I think a lot of that was underplayed for Bane. But as far as the Republic one goes, the fact that you could have an authentic story going light side or dark side. And if you you could replay it again on both of those, uh, <laughs> you know, paradigms and still find secrets and I think that the game fucking changed what I thought about Star Wars, man. It really did. Yeah, it was a landmark game. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the twist. Especially the twist. The twist, yeah. As a as a very young lad, didn't <laughs> see it coming, should have, but I'm glad that I didn't see it coming. I think it hit me harder. Uh, anybody who knows me knows that Revan's easily my favorite character in Star Wars um So
1: that's why I places. Well, that's nice.
0: Um, Battlefront Two connects Star Wars and. <laughs> <laughs> so <he'll be> probably- <laughs> what a yeah. shit sandwich! Two great things on the outside, <laughs> and just a piece of shit in the middle. Um, my God, just for a song, you know. I don't. I'm not really surprised if I look back at your track <laughs> record for games that we both loved. Um, sin hmm. no i hated i hated i didn't even play connect star wars no i know i'm just, I'm just like steve sin <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> all right um so i'm just going to go into my uh honorable mentions and give you a little bit of example why uh first needs no real introduction obi-wan um also had great you know lightsaber duels you could have with your friends offline and like i think you remember um you could actually fight all the jedi masters as you were going uh, like you like up ranks in like the uh in the fight and then it eventually got to the point where you could fight like all of them at the same time or some shit i can't remember exactly what the scenario was but it got to like really difficult levels of like i think it was the training room you could go fight and then in the or in the throne room, um, pretty crazy stuff. Obi Wan, obviously, the story was really great. Kind of like kind of Revenge of the Sith, played off of the the movie very well as a good compliment. Um, it's really one of the golden era games. Uh, another game of mine. It was actually the f- <laughs> I think is the first um, Star Wars game I played. Never beat it. Barely didn't really play it a lot. It was really my my brother's game with for the N64 and I remember he would play it and I was like, what the fuck? This thing looks so difficult. It was kind of like, at the time, as a young lad, it seemed like Dark Souls of Star Wars. Um, I speak of Shadows of the Ooh. Empire Ooh. for Oh, for, uh, man. Yeah. I speak of Shadows of the Empire for the Rally. N64. Rally. I still have it. I, I have yet to go back to it. Yes. Um, that shit some serious stuff there's like a whole underwater fight you have to do like do with a sewer monster that's like fucking gargantuan um there's yeah, that's the one thing I remember because I was terrified because every time my brother would go for this boss fight I would just hide behind a fucking pillow because this thing looks like a, <laughs> a camel spider underwater getting ready to fuck everything Jesus. um that's how I remember it <laughs> and uh My third honorable mention, and these are in no particular order, by the way. My third honorable mention is Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Uh, Solid fucking game. Um, You know, a good compliment to Jango Fett um, and his storyline. I think I I really, really enjoyed, like, the ability, you know, you have your main mission you're supposed to do. But then along the way, especially when you're on Coruscant, I think it is, Um you meet up with or you're you're like searching you're going through these areas and like there'll be these people who are listed on this on your bounty hunter list and you can capture them and if you're smart enough to look for these side bounties and it's actually really enjoyable um to just like be like, oh shit, this guy's wanted. What is he wanted for? Okay, great. Let's capture him. More points. Um I never beat it because the last mission is fucking nuts <laughs> um i don't know if you guys have ever played oh, the last yeah, mission oh, you yeah. get like swarmed by these goddamn oh. i don't know what the fuck the zombie boys. I'm like, yeah i was like what the fuck what, what what no 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 It just you wouldn't even like walk 10 feet you're just using the jetpack all like like no get away and the guns were powerful enough and i don't know why but yeah, that is my uh, that is my list in entirety. Good, Sir Steven. Um Dig yourself out of
1: a hole, please.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: Do you
4: it's not, it's not have honorable mentions? Connected, no, literally all of them.
0: Okay, well, he has no more honorable mentions. Let's move on to to Sir. Sir Payton. OK, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, oh, it's right. You have five.
4: OK, yeah, yeah. no, no, it's fine. It's I'm not going to like take a whole bunch of time on them. Uh, the first one I want to mention is Bounty Hunter because you already mentioned it. I just wanted to add that. I think it really added to uh, Django's uh, story art, uh, specifically how he was, you know, the the chosen architect uh, for the for the clones. Let's not forget, the clones are literally makeshift Mandalorians, uh, genetically copied from Django. That story, I think, added a lot of flavor to that area of uh, content. And yes, I do remember that last mission, and uh, boy, oh boy, was it so fucking awesome to finally beat it. Uh, But. You know, it was really cool because throughout the throughout the campaign, you know, you you, you play and you, you I, I, is, it, is her name pronounced Zam or is it Zam? I think the, it's Zam. Yeah, the shapeshifter, Sam. the shapeshifter alien. Uh, she, you know, she and Django have like a pretty cool uh, story arc, and then it actually goes into the rival Mandalorian contestant that Dooku is also looking into. And finally, the Sith apprentice that he wants you to kill. That was a really cool. Um, it was a really cool gameplay because I think was was the game called Thirteen Forty Four, the the project that failed.
0: Thirteen Seventy Seven.
4: No, no. Was it Thirteen Seventy Seven? Is that what it is? Wasn't it Thirteen Thirteen? There you go. <laughs> okay, well there it is. We, number number, and uh, <laughs> it would have been one of those few Star Wars games where we had a single player experience, but it wasn't based around the force. And I think that would be a cool story. And Bounty Hunter is probably like one of the only ones that we have like that uh, as a single player experience. I so think I was short as the empire. Andy. Well, I'm yeah, yeah, you're right. You're
0: right. But that's older.
4: Uh, my next one, though, uh, Republic Commando. Easily mm. one
0: mm-hmm. of the
4: coolest <laughs> games ever. Uh, that squad tactical gameplay. And when, you know, whenever the teasers Before first, came out, halo it was like almost kind of eerie. And if you actually play the game, it is eerie because mm-hmm. it's just you, your other three uh, clone brothers going against everything else. And Geo Yeah, Geo Notions, uh, the droids, and then the ghost ship. I thought it was a really cool game. And it, it didn't exactly shine in the story aspect. But it was a fun game to play uh, for a squad based shooter. Uh, First person shooter, at least. Um, rest in peace, Sev. I believe you're still out there alive, man. I believe in you. Anybody who I, plays the game knows why wow. I vibe on that. I, n- I never finished the game. Oh, so really? I, I never got to the ghost. <laughs> <show>. <laughs> uh, my next one is uh, Jedi Power Battle. Um, I don't know if you guys ever played Jedi Power Battles on the PlayStation 1. Oh really my cool. god. Yeah. Yeah. I you remember? It? Yeah. 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 And the cool thing about that game is you could play co op. And that was so fucking awesome. Uh, it was a linear based game, um, but kind of like third person view or bird's eye view, even not third person, but like, you know, like you see from the top of the corridor or the arena you were fighting in that that had a lot of cool gameplay um i i think the my favorite part was the part was so uh teaming up with a buddy grinding through those levels and i didn't even have a fucking memory card at the time so it was always a challenge to not die because if you died, there was no checkpoint as far as I, rec- I could recall uh unless you had the memory card but jedi power battles easily one of the coolest uh PlayStation 1 games uh, I ever played. Next one, Empire War. Really cool strategy game. I think that what made this game awesome was the story, but also the mods. And there's a fuck ton of awesome mods out there. They recently added the Thrawn mod and the Empire Reborn mod. Uh, in the Thrawn mod, it adds a whole story arc with uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. He's already in the base game, but it touches more down on the EU aspect of it, where all these splinter groups of the Empire disjoint, and there is a vying for that kind of control, and uh, I think that's a really cool part of the story, because um, anybody who grew up on EU will agree that, that Thrawn was a Fucking character, he was awesome and kind of menacing, but also respectable. And the the gameplay itself of Empire War is is both space and land. But I think the space man, the space battles in that game, iconic. The fact that you could bring in like capital class star destroyers, and they all each of the ships had their own super ability. And it was just, it was just amazing. I really encourage anybody who hasn't played Empire War, try it out if they like strategy played. games. If you like a strategy game, Empire War is an amazing Star Wars strategy game. And finally, Isn't
1: my Velas- last run it.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 this game came out like, uh, like, like ten years ago, I think. Oh, like, I think no, sure. it, maybe fifteen. It was like, it was like 2007, I think. But it has a forces of uh, work, forces of corruption, excuse me, uh, expansion that really polished a lot of the bugs and uh, problems in the base game. Yeah, it's on Steam and it's cheap. It's super worth playing if you like strategy games and it has multiplayer and mods. So that's always still a replayable thing about it. Finally. Galactic Battlegrounds. Boy, oh boy, the hours I spent playing this game. Essentially a reskin of Age of Empires. Not even going to lie, but they did it so well. And they put in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think it's seven or eight campaigns. Uh, One being the Confederacy, one being the Trade Federation, one being the Gungans, one being the Empire, Rebellion, Wookiees, and the Republic. That game... I, I cannot even express how much I played fantastic RTS. I think that game came out in like the very early 2000s, essentially a reskin of Age of Empires, but still nonetheless uh,
0: amazing. Gives me a Starcraft kind of a Yeah, at. yeah,
4: you could you could think of it. I, I think a lot of people just say Age of Empires because I mean, not going to lie, it is essentially Age of Empires, but reskin. But the thing is, they put so much love into it, even though it was a reskin. They made it feel like, oh, yeah, this is on its own. Still Star Wars, Uh, at least a Star Wars feel to it. Uh, The campaign for that, they even had a fucking custom map generator or, you know, where you can design your own maps and share them online. Um, They call them scenarios, I think. So those are all my honorable mentions. Plenty of great Star Wars games out there that we probably, each of us, haven't even gone over that still warrant playing. Yeah, I,
0: I, these are definitely some games I've never, but I definitely, um, definitely have to check them out. I actually, I have my N64 behind me. Kind of want to play Shadows of the Empire now just to see what it was actually like. Cause I, I kind of was, well, Steve has going go play Kinect Star Wars after all this. <laughs> <laughs> other than that stupid song Why? Um, what merits it at number one,
1: Stephen?
3: Other than that stupid song?
1: Yes
2: I can't think of any other reason It has to be because of the song
0: Right Well, I think yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we set, set this uh, This whole topic aside Um, I think we got to talk about what our dream Star Wars game has to be. I personally would like to go first. Um,
1: kind of explain what
0: it would look like if you wouldn't mind, unless you want to start first, Stephen.
2: I'll start first. Um, okay. Fair I have enough. a runner-up to this. I, mm-hmm. If I had the resources and the capacity to do so, I would reboot The Old Republic. But under the pretense that we don't have any voice acting and most of the cinematics are completely and utterly cut, I wanted to go back down to that sort of a text-based adventurism of the of its predecessor, Knights of the, of the Old Republic. Uh, And sort of like really dive deep into like creating some type of algorithm or some type of uh, platform by which the developers could inject new side quests um, and activities that are randomized. So for example, let's say if you go out with a a party of, of folks and you're doing like a dungeon well, this path that you've already taken before, uh, you you go through it again, and instead of it being the the same quest line, and based on the context of what the conversation is, you could maybe be doing something different. Uh, And I think that adds a, a layer, an extra layer to sort of like the sense of replayability when it comes to those games. So you're not just replaying just to get better loot, and just for the grind, you're actually replaying to see what other potential um, outcomes you can get regardless of how superficial they might be um, and I think the Old Republic suffered too much from having such a large budget uh, focusing too much on cutscenes and voice actors and the performances and while that all was exceptional from a presentation standpoint as soon as you go through it one time it starts to become extremely. Um, you start to see the sort of like thumb screws of the fault of like why that game failed to begin with of its large and bloated budget. Instead of focusing on the foundation and the game design and the and the storytelling, in in, in terms of like adding replayability. Uh, providing divergent viewpoints, uh, making your narrative choices actually mat- matter outside of your main character campaign, which the choices were mostly isolated through dungeons with a party or or through your campaign. You can really affect anything outside the world. So again, going back to that text based uh, only like interaction and how you uh, sort of output your choices with the NPCs and with other players. While, again, it might seem like a big step back in terms of, like, p- presentation, I feel like you just add more depth, especially if you market it towards the hard player that grew up with, Bel- with Baldur's Gate, with the old-school, old-school Bioware games. And I feel like in an, in an MMO standpoint, that could be really fucking fun. It could be more about role-playing, and less about just trying to outbudget World of Warcraft. And I feel like that's what I would have done with The Old Republic if I were to reboot it or start from scratch. But the one game, the ideal Dream Star Wars game, is a single-player title. Um, it is an action-adventure title. Uh, and, it is, and it will be called Developed by Two Studios. From Software, the creators of Dark Souls, Bloodborne, and Sekiro. And Sucker Punch Studios, the creators of uh, Infamous. Um, and soon-to-be Ghosts of Tsushima. Wait, Matt, I think your mic is like... Someone's <laughs> mic is... Matt. No, so
3: oh my god. No. I can't. God damn it, dude. <laughs>
4: so
2: bad. I'm like in the middle of my pitch. And
4: it's no. just like you were you were really getting in there to the meat of it. God damn it, dude.
3: <laughs> oh shit. All right. We're...
2: Fuck,
4: I love my flow. God damn it, <laughs> Hello. Are we alive? Here are you alive?
0: Okay, yes. Oh Hopefully I didn't mess up on Craig's end.
4: Oh. Oh my goodness. Continue. God. From Software. From Software, you're about to
1: say uh, your yes, other yes, yes, yes,
3: Okay.
2: From Software... And Sucker Punch Studios to create an action-adventure game, uh, taking the technical prowess of behind the, the talent of Dark Souls, and the ability-focused gameplay of Infamous, um, with the pinpoint uh, accuracy of Ghost of Tsushima when it comes to swordplay. As we all know, Star Wars was inspired by um, uh, by the Japanese film the 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 samurai. Uh, and so having uh, a game focused on lightsaber combat and force abilities with, I would probably say, a more vague and personal story, um, maybe of like a Sith career of some sorts, um, and you kind of just traverse through the the world, maybe you start in Corban, uh, th- this would take place like in the old Republic by the way the time period um, and you just sort of uncover what it means to be a Sith Lord and much of your journey sort of is how much can you resist the sort of how like how much can you take before your sense or your connection to the dark side breaks and you become either a great Jedi or an, an actual light side Jedi. And you kind of have to, like, sort of uh, fight, like, train Jedi masters and other dangerous opponents uh, as you traverse through the, through the galaxy. And it's very combat oriented Like, in terms of story, there's, there's going to be very few cutscenes, it's going to be minimal. Um, and I feel like the reason I appreciate Star Wars a lot, which what Peyton mentioned with the Sith Lords, was how ambiguous like that game was in terms of its morality, in terms of like asking tough questions, sort of uh, diverging from the status quo in some regards. Um, and so I would like the thematic message of this game to be Something relating to that with the connection to the force uh, regarding Kraya's teachings, um, and I think that would be a very fascinating game to like just play and and discover and just figure out like like holy shit like you're pulling off all these combos, you have to be very accurate with your lightsaber uh, swings and your barrages and like your your force force powers traversing through the map like it could be extremely. Uh, fun to to just uh, go through, but in terms of like the challenge of it, I mean that's something that they will have a hard time. I feel contextual contextualizing because you I mean because like you are a sith or or a Sith warrior. Um, and so like there will have to be some aspect to it to where your force powers do not get more powerful than necessary. Uh, so that the gameplay can be fair and balanced and can still add a challenge to the player as a result. But yeah, something along those lines would be like my dream Star Wars game, just something that just perfects lightsaber. And then with these two studios co-developing it, I feel like it's a plausible thing that could happen.
0: Yeah, I. That sounds fucking badass, especially with the uh, from software and uh, yes, yeah, like punch. punch. Yeah. It's gonna be crazy. Imagine the combat, <laughs> orgasmic. Oh yeah, yeah that would be fun. Sakura. Um, I will take the initiative to to make the next step. Um, th- again, this is since we're doing pipe dreams. Uh my mine is gonna be a bit more vague, not necessarily super detailed as, as Stevens was. Um but if I was gonna make a badass game, I gotta have developers working on it. And if I was gonna have, you know, developers that'd be badass, I could think I mean, obviously from software is amazing, and so is Sucker Punch. But why not have it be naughty dog? and CD project red or as a second naughty dog and Bethesda coming together. Um, and of course, they have to, it, the game ends up being badass in the end. <laughs> if these were to act, people were to actually come together. Who knows what kind of mess might be, might be, I, I would see bigger messes with probably Bethesda and naughty dog in comparison to naughty dog and CD project red. Um, but nonetheless, and the game would be a mixture of these games here. The breath of the wild with its open world exploration, overall amazing, uh, world to live in the old Republic with its awesome star Wars feel. And, uh, you know, just how fun that game was with most of the things you could do and the awesome, um, voice casting that they did for that game. We have Mass Effect One, mainly because of its decision making. So it kind of dapples with the over you know the old republic and and how you got to visit, you know places that were always interesting to visit. Um, I, I'm horrible with names so I can't remember all the worlds. But the first time you see the Citadel, just like <laughs> epic so, you know, I don't know what you could do with that in Star Wars, but I'm sure they're just playing a Coruscant and you can traverse that whole world. So take like the idea that you're in like take Zelda, put it put it as a Jedi or Sith, or, you know, whatever. Which kind of bounces in my next game that I would also con- let's like Frankenstein Monster. You know, I'm Frankenstein monstering this game. I'm also gonna make it Of one-fourth part Elder Scrolls because that way it allows you to customize how, who, and how you play. You could be the thief. You could be the bounty hunter. You could be the Sith. You could be, you know, but you start off and you can go whatever branch you really want to. Shit. Why not be a Sith bounty hunter? A bounty hunter that, you know, goes after bounties but uses a lightsaber to do it instead of pistols and the, you know, generic, not the generic, but the, the, uh, the typical weapons, a dark side bounty hunter. Why not? That'd be fucking cool to see. Or how about a light side bounty hunter? Someone who kind of balances, you know, a gray Jedi and he's, you know, taking bounties. He's kind of sick of the way the Jedi were doing their teachings Mm -hmm. and take it into another realm where it's like, you can join you know, kind of like in the Elder Scrolls, you can go be a part of the Mages Guild, but then also be a part of the Dark Brotherhood. You can be the, you know, fly in the wall. And, you know, certain factions will, like, you know, initially, if you get too far down the Jedi storyline, but then it's like, oh, you go to try to, you know, go to Corban, for example. You know, there's going to be some issues there. So maybe there's a side quest, you're going to go prove yourself. Suggested to be part of this group. Or you could be, there could be a separate storyline where it's like, yes, you're pretending to be part of uh, you're wanting to be part of the Sith and prove yourself. But in the end, there's a decision where you can, if you go super far down the Jedi storyline, you can just eliminate and kill all the Sith. Or reverse, be a Sith spy <laughs> and go to, <laughs> you know, pull off the uh, the whole. Um, invasion of Coruscant kind oh, of God. kind of deal uh, which would be pretty badass um, I think th- there's like numerous ways you could go with that but it would just be crazy and to have Naughty Dog be on like the story front of it and you know having either Bethesda or CD Projekt Red people known for their huge worlds um, being intertwined with that would make it fucking amazing and screw it why not you can climb shit <laughs> Oh <my laughs> like God. breath of the wild. Um, or maybe you can use a tool to climb things. I don't know, like little tiny lightsaber daggers to climb up walls and you can kind of, I don't know how that would work, but you know, something, some grappling hook or something um, to, to climb into areas, to find secret, you know, entrances to certain places, maybe like the uh, Jedi library or, you know, whatever you're trying to do. Just make it a big ass world. And I think in that, like, you could mix and match what you want to be, not being, you know, pigeonholed into I'm a Jedi, I'm a I'm a soldier, I'm a, you know, I'm a bounty hunter. You can be a variety of different things. Why not be a bounty hunter smuggler? <laughs> you know, both at the same time. Just throw your fucking maybe you're you're uh having to Transport death sticks, and you pick up a bounty. So just throw them in the same storage, and then you get boarded by the empire. But you have credentials that shows you're doing a bounty hunting mission for the empire. So then you they let you go, but you get to keep your death sticks. You know, shit like that would be fucking just badass. And I think so. It,
2: so then in general, it would be like an open world role playing game. Yes, but with the sandbox elements of Breath of the Wild, where you could basically go anywhere, and basically the consequence that you affect in the world sort of like
1: reflect back on you. Right, and um, and kind of yeah, exactly that.
0: And kind of like you know Fallout New Vegas in a way, like you know if you join certain factions, it'd be like hey, you know. Or, or even Oblivion for that fact. I remember when I played Oblivion, um, I was doing the mage quest line halfway through. I was like, oh, what's this Dark Brotherhood thing? And the Dark Brotherhood gave me a thing, gave me a quest to go kill this mage. Kill the mage? Well, guess what? The mage's guild didn't like that, so they kicked me out. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to prove myself back to them by grabbing, like, I don't know, 500 Nurn Root or something like that. Um, but yeah, that would be my pipe dream.
1: Peyton, good luck.
4: All right. Well,
1: um, <laughs> he's got this.
4: If we're talking about like straight up drool-worthy dream, right? Like probably never going to happen, right? Right. Sure. Okay. Well, I didn't go as far as uh, considering depths for it. No, that's fine. But I am. I, I got two sides of the same coin. Uh, single player and multiplayer are the sides.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So for my single player, I, it needs to be it needs to be uh, not exactly slow, not exactly fast, but reasonably paced and authentic. And the reason why I, I specified not exactly slow, fast, it needs to be it needs to be uh, formed in the way that you can set the foundations of what your character is to become but still relishing in the moment set defines your character entirely a backstory and then the pioneering journey that you're, you know, trying to undertake as a character. And I think that when it comes to Star Wars, uh, a lot of it is, you know, uh, a force user based thing, but I don't think that should be the limiting reagent. I think that, you know, you could undertake a, more, uh, you know, normal approach and be, you know, a really cunning Mandalorian or a bounty hunter or what have you. Uh, but I think uh, that it has to be very authentic in the story that where what you do as a character has an impact on what is to come. And that actually may be a reoccurring thing. Like, uh where a faction that you disappoint comes to take you know you know uh revenge on you later or like that but i think that has to have an authentic story if, as far as timeline goes uh personally i, I think the the old republic timeline uh, is is a really good good uh, idea for it there's there's plenty of wiggle room to play around in that area um either that or after the original trilogy. And by after the original trilogy, I mean, EU wise, if if I don't have a say so with that, I say after the the uh, new Disney trilogy. But in either case, I think that there needs to be. A wide variety of what you can accomplish as your character Uh, as far as traits and feats, but as well as if you're a, a force user, uh, your light side and dark side, a very, a very complex leveling system where you're not granted too many force abilities or feats early on. You have to, you know, work your way to it and that way you you feel gratified when you do obtain those abilities. Um, and I want to see, I want to see the, uh. I want to see the mark of what you've done. I want to see okay, I'm a good guy. I've saved, you know, some family from being pillaged on a remote uh planet. I kind of want to see like, you know, rumors of a hero emerging or if I'm a dark side user and you know, I ransack a village yada yada. I want to see the uh, you know, under underworld rumors of uh, a new villain on the horizon yada yada I, I want to see that authentic mo- but as far as multiplayer goes though in my dream world i I really loved the idea of galaxies because you could really be whatever character you wanted you, you had the autonomy in that in that in that constraint that they had at the time for a game you had the autonomy to be what you wanted to be you could be literally a, you know, a dancer or you could be a bounty hunter. And there were rules about each of these, you know, or you could be a force user, a soldier, yada, yada. I think the autonomy in a a multiplayer sense is is very key. As far as when you introduce other players, I think it needs to be a little bit more. uh, I think role play is important. For a Star Wars multiplayer game to stay in the boundaries of of uh, the the actual uh, immersion is what I'm getting at, but I think that there needs to be elements of those multiplayer feels that we we really enjoy too, like conquest or or you know exploration or even even uh, battling with each other. Um, as far as that goes, I look to highlights of other games like, uh, you know, it has got its own, you know, arena mode. Or I, I liked uh, some of the dungeons in uh, the Old Republic, the, the MMO made by Bioware. I liked the story behind, like, you know, it added story uh, context behind the dungeons, uh, stuff like that. But I, I really also enjoyed galaxies where it had the autonomy and I think that the autonomy behind the multiplayer it, it fuels the immersion you know maybe I don't want to be just some body maybe I just want to be an anybody and you know take a backseat ride but when you have a lot of players doing that it fuels that immersion and I think that that is what's key
0: to a multiplayer experience of it you know it's interesting. That you say that, I think you would highly enjoy Red Dead Redemption 2's online currently. Well, uh, it, you know, I, like Steve said uh, before, I think we got to
4: talk. Uh, hopefully, the PC version comes out, and I can November fifth. Really, yeah, yeah, and you know, the PCs always got those lobbies and what on what so so forth. You know.
0: Yeah, I think I think yeah. I mean, the immersion in Red Dead has actually gotten to the point where you'd be a bounty hunter or a treasure hunter or something like that, and kind of having this role. And it's kind of very similar to what you're speaking to. I thought I just <laughs> right, right, it. right, right.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. Speaking of Star Wars Galaxies, real quick, like
2: in an alternate timeline, if I had played that game, uh, that would probably would have been my
4: number one. <laughs> In I think a lot of mind. people still view it as their number one. If yeah, they, yeah. they really played it because of that. I think the that community, freedom. you know, mm-hmm. I think it really. Uh, I think it really made the game bigger than what it was.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, gentlemen, uh, I've enjoyed this thoroughly. <laughs> Um, all this whole discussion over these past two days uh, regards to Star Wars and what we think will happen with the future. Um, and if there's no last thoughts and feel free to interrupt me when you do, uh, I'm still disgusted by what you said earlier, Steven. So I'm not going to be talking to you. And this is the that? last episode of the podcast. Well, um, wait, what? what did I think you saw my connect. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> maybe, Maybe I have to give it a try. Then again, I don't want Connect spying on me. I wonder what they have on you, Steven. <laughs> I wonder if oh, they yes, have video was, recording of you.
2: To, to dancing. To, the, on
0: number one.
2: Yep. They seduce That's him with that reason. song.
0: They seduce that him dude. with the dark side of the force. And What's by force I mean song? forcibly planting him in the ground. Um, <laughs> um But yeah, I I definitely love Star Wars as we all do, and I think We're excited to see what they have coming for us next. And hopefully, eventually, it gets out of the hands of EA. Hell, I'll even take Rockstar to develop a game. EA is just a mess. And don't even get me started on Blizzard. It's a storm. Disney, Uh,
4: if you're listening, please rethink your decision making.
0: We think you have a good mindset, Disney. You're giving us Obi Wan. He says so. I do not think the same. It's all about the Benjamin. You're giving us goddamn Obi Wan here with money. the Obi Wan <laughs> that we need, we want the Scottish Obi Wan. If the, the Obi Wan
2: series turns out to be extremely Scottish bad,
0: burn, burn everything burn. to the ground. Then I'm clocking out of Star Wars entirely. Listen, <laughs> if they take Revan from me and take a fat shit on
4: him. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> They've already took like a little tiny piss on him.
2: I <laughs> gotta make a, a call to the D and D brothers <clears throat> uh, that are overseeing the Old Republic series.
1: <laughs> Qui Gon or uh, Liam Neeson calls him. I will find you. I will find
0: you. And I will kill you. Miss <laughs> the Um. Yeah, so thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Uh, we will um, be restarting our Nostalgia Royale next episode. Um, long and the short of it is we love doing Nostalgia Royale, but since in the previous episode we mentioned that Steven's laptop took a dirt nap, well, so did the... The tournament. Um, it, all of it. All of it is gone. But we will be doing something new and different with it. Um And kind of a whole episode where we do a Nostalgia Royale extravaganza, if you will, to find out. I believe we're coming up with, is it 10 video games? Uh
2: And we do three people. uh Yeah.
0: Roughly 10 gonna do ten video games, mix them up in a bag, or you know, digitally do that, and do the nostalgia Royale. And it, you know, it won't be as it may not be crazy as it once was with like you know, I don't even remember the matchups. Halo versus. If
2: anything, it Super it's Mario? gonna be more, more intense because we're gonna be picking franchises that are dear to
0: our hearts and so it's just going to be a pure mosh pit in there yeah and i we are definitely gonna have a third person for that so um stay in touch for what we have next uh that nostalgia royale episode might not be the next one but i have a good feeling it will be um but yeah we will see you guys on the next episode your enthusiasm. Thank you so much for joining us and we hope you enjoyed this episode. And don't forget we're
2: all hand solo.
0: <laughs> I'm going to cut that part out. All right, have a good one everybody. Bye-bye.